Hey friends, I have a new ad partner that I think you're going to love because I already love them. And that is Stitch Fix. Stitch Fix sends style so good that you can feel it. They deliver all the confidence that comes with a truly amazing outfit without any of the work. With Stitch Fix, you get a stylist who understands your style, your size, and your budget, and they do all the shopping for you. It's the easiest way to transform your wardrobe. I feel like they just get me. They do get you. They just knew what would look right on me, and I hate taking stuff out. Yes. So it's like Christmas when you open that box, and you're like, how did you know? Exactly. It is Christmas, and I cannot wait till my next one. So go ahead, take the leap, do Stitch Fix, get your own personal stylist, and feel as bougie as we do these days using Stitch Fix, but not for a crazy price because they get your budget. Get started today at stitchfix.com slash naked. That's stitchfix.com slash N-A-K-E-D. Stitchfix.com slash naked. Hey friends, welcome to the Naked Marriage Podcast with Dave and Ashley Willis. On this podcast, we undress the truth about sex, intimacy, and lifelong love. And I have my lifelong love right here with me. She is the smart and beautiful one in the relationship. (laughs) And uh, in just a second, she's going to read a review before we dive into today's topic, talking about the inventor of sex. Spoiler alert, it's God. It's God. God's the inventor of sex. But man, he created something pretty awesome. And we're going to talk about uh, his original design and how it's still the best design. Um, A lot of what we're talking about is based on content from our brand new book, um, which is The Counterfeit Climax. Counterfeit Climax. Out now, wherever you get your books, ebook. Paperback, audiobook. If you like listening, we had so much fun recording this audiobook. You can go over to Amazon right now or wherever you get your audiobooks and download that. Uh, I think it could really spark some great conversations in your marriage. But before we dive into today's topic, my love, how about a review? All right. Today's review is from Jared719, and he entitled this Love This Podcast, gave us five stars. So thank, thank you, Jared. You. It says, found the Naked Marriage podcast shortly after discovering my wife having an online affair. I was trying to find advice and a way to improve our marriage and the horrible situation we were in. I fell in love with Dave and Ashley. They bring honest conversation and advice to improve your marriage. I listened to the audiobook and then sent a copy to my wife. Both of us agree that so much of what they talk about was directly related to our relationship. They discussed our exact feelings and thoughts we have had throughout our marriage. Feelings of inadequacy and our lack of communication and our own definitions of intimacy in our love languages. The podcast goes in such amazing depth to many areas of marriage and emphasizes communication and making the bedroom a safer space for intimacy. Love their book and their podcast, truly helping me work through forgiving and improving our marriage. Wow. I mean, so, so good. So good. I mean, it brings tears to my eyes. Hmm. Thank you guys. Thank you so much for sharing that. And we are honored to know that, that God has used this podcast. Yes just to be part of your healing journey. And all of us are on a journey and um, and we want this to be a safe place wherever you are on your journey to be able to grow closer to your spouse, closer to God, and to work through whatever wounds you might be working through and to experience all the joys and the good things that God has in store for our marriage, including a great sex life. That's right. Which is what we're talking about today. So let's dive in. Well, today we are talking about the inventor of sex. And I thought I would start us out because as you all know, if you've been listening for any length of time to the Naked Marriage Podcast, Dave always teases it to me on episodes about sex because I love it. It's it's just something you like you want to watch me I know. talk about. In fact, if you want to watch this episode on YouTube, then you can go over to YouTube, look up the Naked Marriage Podcast, and just see a cheesy, goofy grin on my face <laughs> the whole time I while I look at my beautiful bride. 
<laughs> as she's talking about sex, and it just brings me such delight. Well, I am glad you're delighted. And as a segue, <laughs> I would like to say that when God made sex, who obviously God is the inventor of sex, he wanted us to also be delighted he with did. sex. Yeah. So, spoiler alert, it was God. It was God. I think somebody out there. He's the like, inventor. I thought it was Elon Musk or somebody <laughs> else. Like, no, it was God. And oh thank you, Lord, goodness. by the way. We just want to pause to say yes. thank you. In fact, next Thanksgiving, when we go around the table, we're talking about things we're thankful for. You know, I want to just say throw it out there. Grandma, you know what? Thanks for asking. I'm thankful for sex. God made it. It is good. And really throw in there, you know, this year has been especially. Just one to be thankful for. We've achieved new heights in pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> it's been more than I ever dreamed. <laughs> I want, please, if you do this, will you please write us? Yeah, take a quick picture it. of Grandma or your children and 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 see the look on their face. It would be hilarious. No, in all seriousness, don't do that. It would be. It'd probably ruin the mo moment of but Thanksgiving. But it is something we should. Be it is something for. we should be thankful for. Yes. Yeah. And so the, we, we, kind of got, I, I get so excited. I forgot how to speak English for a second. Um, the inventor of sex. So the reason why we wanted to do this particular episode, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm going to have a little sip of water. And as a side note, I would like to say, I love your mug that you are drinking. This is actually from our 2021 EXO marriage conference. We have new merch though, for this upcoming conference. So be on the lookout for that. Yeah. And uh, we're excited about it. We're always excited because we don't come up with the merch. We're always like these amazing creators come up with amazing merch. But it's occasionally, if you follow us on Instagram at Dave and Ashley Willis, we put like if they're having a sale or if there's some kind of new announcement in the merch, because a lot of you write us and, you're, and they're like, if you're watching on YouTube, they're like, where did you get that mug or where did you get that T-shirt? So... And I'm glad that you asked because yes. you can get it all at exomarriage.com. And and all the proceeds of this, by the way, it goes directly back into the ministry. So you're not only getting cool exactly. t-shirts and books and everything, but you're actually helping support this ministry so we can take this important message to more people. And we would love to see you at one of the live events. We've already done several this year, um, but we've got uh, a few more coming up, you know, both uh, spring and then certainly in the fall. Next fall, you'll, ha you'll have some options. So go to exomarriage.com. You can see right. that. All right. So the inventor of sex. And I think it's important that we talk about this because we've got all these false misconceptions about what sex is, where it came from, uh, what does God think about it, where should we go for you know for our our sexual knowledge, and mm -hmm. sometimes we go to the, a lot of the wrong the wrong sources, or we put value in some of the wrong sources. In fact, let me tell you, I'm going to tell a quick story that in itself is not about sex, but I think it ties into what we're saying. It's it's about your lovely ring that you're wearing. Oh, okay. Okay, so right now, uh, Ashley has got this blinging new ring, and if you want to, if you're on YouTube, you see you're it like, sparkling. It looks like you catch the light, like something uh, you know the Gucci's would be wearing. It's like really, really nice. And so people have grabbed her hand and said, like, "Oh my gosh, that is the prettiest ring I've ever seen. That cost a fortune, I'm sure." And and many thought we just celebrated our 20th anniversary last year, so they're like, "Oh." Did Dave buy you a new ring for your 20th anniversary? So they, they yeah, kind of so reasoned. Oh, man. Dave, yes. He's, he, like, well, dang. He, he, it was a good year. And so what <laughs> what does that thing cost? Like 20000 30000 I'm going to tell you exactly how much this ring costs right now. <laughs> 50 And not 50000 Dollars. $50. Yes. This is a $50 ring from Amazon.com. $50, guys. And the reason why she's wearing this is because the engagement ring that I bought more than 20 years ago, which had a much smaller diamond than the cubic zirconia 
a rock. Two carat rock that's in um, here. Much smaller. But I, I worked hard for it, put it on layaway, ransomed it, gave it to her. It was such a joy to give it to her. She loved that ring. Uh, recently, that diamond popped out. We've got one of those robot vacuums in the house that at some point the robot vacuum gobbled up that diamond and and we checked it you we guys checked we checked time low at some at some point that thing was like vacuumed up thrown away there's no finding it now and it wasn't a real big rock because i was pretty broke at the time but it it was something for me i had just had my ring fixed and the prongs redone and everything and i don't know what happened it just fell out it, which it was just so unfortunate and the timing it was right after we celebrated our 20th anniversary i believe too which was just like man and it, it it's really it is a beautiful diamond but it really wasn't even about that it was about how hard you worked and it just yeah, it yeah. hit me so hard cuz i remember all those years ago, you working at Radio Shack, selling cell phones at the time, they were flip phones, and just day in, day out, working hard as you paid off my ring, which was, I think, on layaway or whatever. And so it was, I don't even, do they do layaway anymore? Like, we're, they, we're really aging ourselves. They still do. There, you know, but, now they got this afterpay stuff where they try to get you to basically just pay high interest on it. And stuff. Oh, but that's layaway right. Layaway was the ticket because there was no interest, and you right. didn't get it until it was paid for, which is a good principle. But that's not what this podcast is about. So basically... The reason I tell that ring story is because uh, what she's wearing, it is, it, I mean, it is, a, it is a beautiful thing, but it's not something really of great value. No. And I think similarly, we tend to have our eyes drawn as it relates to, to lessons about sex, things about sex, to things that don't necessarily, they, they, they might catch our eye, but they're not, they're not the things of the most value. The things we see on TV, the things we read in magazines, those kind of lessons about sex, they might catch our eye, but they're not the most valuable. The right. real jewels, the real value is found in what the inventor of sex says about sex, mm-hmm. God himself. And if there, there is an ancient book of timeless wisdom about sex, and I'm not talking about the Kama Sutra, I'm talking about the Bible. Right. God invented it, and his plan for sex, for your marriage, for every aspect of our lives is timeless, it is beautiful, and if we settle for anything less, or if any other voice has a more prominent voice in our life than God's voice speaking to us through Scripture— then we're going to get off track. Our eyes are going to be drawn to the wrong things. Our minds are going to be drawn to the wrong things. We're going to assign value in ways that aren't accurate. But if we'll say, God, because you are priceless and precious, your word is the most priceless voice and truth in my life, and I want to realign my thinking based on what you say, then every part of life starts to make more sense, including your sex life, because God wants you to have a great sex life within marriage. And I think one of the lies we've believed in a cult, in our culture, even within the church, is that God doesn't really want your sex life to be that great. He just wants you to procreate, and then that's it. Um, and there's so much more to it than that, guys. He He created sex to be a gift, an absolute gift for you and your spouse to enjoy for a lifetime. And uh, and it's just time to thank Him first off for that gift, and then realign right. our thinking so that we can enjoy it more. Exactly. And, you know, coming back to the ring story, we bought this on Amazon for 50 bucks and it's a gold plated over silver with a cubic zirconia. So that's why my finger's not turning green. But, you know, it's a placeholder, $50 placeholder until one day we can replace that diamond. But, you know, this is not how God wants us to handle our sex life. He doesn't want us to settle for some placeholder, you know, kind of experience and and wait until we're like, well, one day we'll actually talk about our sex life or well, one day things will be better. He wants us to do what we can now. And so don't, you know, don't look at this story as an exact reflection because that's what we're talking about it today. He wants us to look at the Bible. What does it say about 
what what our our married sex is supposed to look like right now. And we hope that as you listen to this, that when you turn off this podcast, you will have great conversations about this. That's really our hope for every single episode is that that you take something we've said, something the Holy Spirit is revealing to you, and you talk to your spouse about it. Because the truth is, guys, there is never a time when we arrive in marriage and we simply have it all figured out. All of us are works in progress. And some of you might hear that and you may be discouraged, but really, I take great comfort in that because that means the goal is not perfection. The goal is progress. Because we're we're human beings. We're not perfect. God didn't make us perfect. The only perfect human being who ever lived was Jesus, God in the flesh. And so it takes the pressure off. There's things we can learn. There's things that 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 can improve over time. And the truth is too, is sex is going to look different in different seasons of your marriage. It just is. And I know those of you who are newlyweds, you're like, what? What do you mean? And then those of you who just had children, you're like, you're right. Say that again. It looks a little different after we had a baby. Or maybe you're listening and you're middle-aged and you're like, yeah, it looks a little different. You know, anybody who's been married for any length of time or who has endured different seasons, maybe you're in a season where um, one of you is maybe dealing with some kind of ailment. You're, you know, you're thinking, yes, Ashley, you're right. Sex does not look the same. But just because it doesn't look the same doesn't mean it can't be good. Because the inventor of sex, God, really created sex to be a pleasurable experience, but really he created it specifically for marriage as a way for a husband and wife to physically show the manifestation of their love and to enjoy what what happens from that. Sometimes it leads to to having a child, which is this beautiful outpouring of the love in, in a human being, which is just, it, it still blows my mind. We were just talking with our producer, Eric, who just had, they just had their baby a few months ago, their first baby, and we were talking about having babies. Shout out to Eric. And, um, and, and really, Michaela, and, and Michaela and little baby Raya. Um, you know, and, and really, you guys, I mean, we, we have our oldest is is 16 our youngest is 6 um really almost turning 7 and and it still blows my mind like it's not lost on me and i can tear up talking about we were talking about watching our kids sleep and and like the anxiety that you get, you know, watching a, a baby making noises in the night and just making sure they're okay and everything's healthy. And I was like, you know, even our six slash seven year old, I still do that sometimes. I go and check on them and just just the miracle of 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 children. It's just beautiful. And that comes, you know, from the beautiful act of making love. And it's this beautiful outpouring of the love. And it just isn't lost on me. But you know, even even when it comes to sex, it's not just about children. It really is the coming together of, of, I've heard it actually described as a mingling of souls. And I love that. I don't know who came up with it, but I love it. I think that's a beautiful way of describing it because it's it's just a beautiful, um, you know, sex is this beautiful outpouring of love that we get to experience physically. And I think that there's so many layers to it. And we get so many messages from people where maybe sex has become hard because you are trying to have a baby and it's not happened as easily as you thought it would be. I just got a message the other day from a woman saying, you know, we went through years of infertility and, and taking shots and trying to make sure that we could become pregnant. And so now she said, we ended up having our miracle baby and we're so excited. But she said, sex was work for literally like a year and a half and timing and measuring my temperature and doing all this clinical stuff. And she said, how do I go from, from that, you know, from, from really trying to, to become pregnant to all of a sudden enjoying sex again, you know? And I'm like, yeah, that's, that's not a, a switch you can just flip all of a sudden. But I will say that it, it takes time and we can work on this. And, and really the key with any situation, even in this situation is talking about it. 
and yes. recognizing, you know, there's there's layers to this. The same goes for any different kind of season you're enduring. Maybe you're just going through stress in your marriage or or maybe your spouse did something to break your trust. I mean, there's all kinds of things we go through, but whatever we're going through, we have to come back to. One goal we've had as a family lately is to try to just eat healthier and junk is sometimes more convenient and we're eating unhealthy, not because we want to, but it's just because it's what's easy to grab. But then came along Thrive. That's right. Thrive Market is helping us in really simple, practical ways. And as a Thrive Market member, we save money on every single grocery order. On average, we save over 30% each time, which I mean, I don't know about you, but I love saving money. They even have a deals page that changes daily and always has some of our favorite brands, which right now we are loving the Hum brand, Zero Sugar Kombucha. And so check those out. Go to Thrive Market, join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash naked for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's Thrive, T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash N-A-K-E-D, thrivemarket.com slash naked. I love learning. I know that sounds nerdy and dorky, but I just love learning. I love understanding history and how things fit together and what's happening in the world. But if you're like me, you're busy and it's hard to learn. It can be expensive to learn. Maybe you want to keep learning and growing. You're like, I don't know how to fit that into my schedule. I got the perfect solution for you. And it's Hillsdale College. Hillsdale College is a world-class accredited university that's offering some of their core courses for free. I mean, absolutely free. They're just wanting to spread knowledge here. I'm telling you, it sounds too good to be true, but it really is true. They're making it possible for you to learn about world economics and things like ancient Christianity, which I highly recommend. It's an 11 lecture course where you study the inspiring stories of Christ and his apostles and the faithful ones throughout the first centuries of Christianity, plus learning the the basics of Christian apologetics. And guys, you can do this for free. I'm so excited about what Hillsdale does. I love their commitment to faith and values, and you can take part in this by going to hillsdale.edu slash naked to enroll at no cost. And it's easy to get started. It's H-I-L-L-S-D-A-L-E dot E-D-U slash N-A-K-E-D to register. That's hillsdale.edu slash naked. What God intended for sex and what it says in the Bible. And I think when it comes to the Bible, the, the best thing we can learn is really, you know, what God created it for again, just just to bring a couple together like nothing else can, but also maybe the boundaries that need to be in place there. And we have a lot of podcasts about this, but the Bible has a lot to say about this. It does. And I think one of the um, mistakes that we've made, because we, we talk about the healthy boundaries that you need, you know, not bringing anyone else into your, your marriage bed virtually or physically, things like porn being toxic. We've talked about all these things. But I think sometimes as Christians, we err on the side of bringing in all kinds of boundaries that God never intended and really yeah. taking away our freedom. And one of the stories we share in the Counterfeit Climax book, which if you don't have the Counterfeit Climax book yet... Uh, it's available now. You can get it. Whoop, whoop. I mean, you can get it anywhere. Uh, exomarriage.com. You can get it on Amazon. If you like listening, we had so much fun recording the audiobook for this. And I am just thrilled about this resource and the and the feedback we've been getting um, from those who've had a chance to look at it already and just sparking new conversations in your marriage about sex. But we share a ton of stories, not only about our own life, but we share um, social research. We share true stories of people who've written us. And then we share kind of interesting anecdotes like the story of the Shakers 
in um, in our yes. where we grew up in Kentucky, there was this uh, movement of people a few hundred years ago called the Shakers that were um, Christian folks that wanted to kind of create this utopian community, and they built this this like idyllic little village called Shakertown, or I think uh, its full name is Shaker Village of Pleasant Hill, which is a great tourist attraction if you're ever in Central Kentucky. It's Near Harrodsburg, Kentucky. It's just yes. absolutely beautiful. But these folks were really fascinating. They um, you, you, when you joined this community. If you came in as a married couple, then part of what you had to do to join the Shakers is you had to now live as brother and sister with your with your spouse. You no longer could live as a married couple. Men lived in one place, women lived in another. Men and women had equal power and authority, but they kept them separate all the time. They lived separately, ate separately. They would walk in through separate doors to the worship services and then sit on separate sides of the room. And so they they just felt like sex is it has been misused and it's been you know it's complicated and messy and so so really what we need to do to have have like this pure faith is just to remove sex completely from our lives and from our thoughts um and they lived that way and of course the whole movement died out because guess what if you're not having sex your your whole movement and family's going to die out real quick I always joke that's why they were called shakers as well. It's because they were shaking from sexual frustration. Um, <laughs> apparently, they shook when they worshipped, but I think it was really just pent up frustration. Oh my goodness! So that's one, we we share more about that story in the in the book uh, and a lot of other just I think fascinating stories. But what they got wrong was they took this this gift of sex that God clearly intends to be a gift, and because they didn't want to do the work of figuring out how to how to do it God's way, they just thought it's easier to just put it out of our minds. And I think a lot of Christians kind of live with that shaker mentality. It's like, it's it's just holier for me to just put it out of my mind. Even if I'm a married person, it's like, I'm not going to enjoy it. I'm not going to work at it. Um, I might begrudgingly just kind of do it uh, because maybe I'm supposed to, but I'm certainly not going to have fun with it. And we really miss out. And we, we you've had so much of a mindset, I've got to have boundaries with it. I can't sin with it that you've taken that to an extreme where we're actually living in sin on the other extreme by putting so many boundaries around sex that we've missed the whole point of the gift it's meant to be and the freedom that we're meant to have with one another in marriage within the bedroom. And it's time to get some of that back. And that's part of why we wrote this book. And that's part of why we're talking about these issues here on the podcast. And we just want to be a safe place for you to for all of us together collectively to to go back to scripture and say lord what is it that you're you're teaching us what is it that you want us to know and how can we how can we get back to that because we don't want to on one hand not have any boundaries and just live like the world lives and it's just like our minds and our thoughts and our hearts are polluted with all kinds of wrong messages about sex and on the other hand we don't want to have this this uber religious but not biblical view of sex like the shakers had and other groups too um where we basically just demonize sex altogether because what you've created is a is is something so much more beautiful and pleasurable even than anything any counterfeit the world can give us um and we just shouldn't settle for anything less right and so thank you for to the inventor of sex for making something so awesome and help us lord help us to get back to your beautiful design for it I love that you just said that, sweetie, because I know we've said this before on the podcast, but I just want to say it again. You know, pray about it. Like, God, yes. your creator, the creator of the entire world, also invented sex. So why would we not pray about that? If you're having issues, if... Um, and, and again, again, you know, Dave says this all the time. We talk about this in the book. You know, your greatest sex organ is not, you know, in your pants. It's actually your brain. 
because that's where all the different thoughts about sex that we have are and it affects our bodies. And so if you're having some kind of hang up about sex, pray about it. Pray about it by yourself, but also pray about it with your spouse. Because I really, you know, where we see the breakdown with couples when it comes to sex is when they refuse to talk about it and they make assumptions. They assume, you know what, my spouse just won't get it. My spouse won't understand you know, the stress that I'm under or, or the thoughts that I have or don't have, like maybe the desires that aren't there, they, you know, it's going to offend them so much that, that it'll just kill our, any kind of sex life that we have right now. And you guys, that's just a lie from the enemy. It's a lie from the enemy because the greatest sex that can be experienced, it really doesn't start in the bedroom. It starts with all the conversations you have leading up to it. Yes. It starts with you connecting intimately through conversations, through communication. And you know that's really what draws your hearts together. And also, it really just brings you to this place of understanding that, that then leads you to want to connect even more physically. You know, I remember we were actually doing a, a short talk with a church, a, a group of, it was like a marriage small group where they had asked us to zoom in and do a talk with them. And I remember the pastor and his wife that were leading that group, they were talking about how there was one time where the husband had something that he hadn't really told his wife about from his past. And he really felt convicted by the Holy Spirit that he needed to talk to her about it because he felt like it was kind of building a wall between them. And so, uh, and this wasn't like a sin against her or anything like that, which obviously still, that definitely needs to be confessed too. But it was something where he's like, you know what, I've held this back and I feel like I need to tell my wife about this. And so he sat her down one day and he was like, listen, sweetie, we've been married 20 years, but I have this thing from my past that for whatever reason, it's just kind of came to my mind again. And I just feel like, you know, I never told you about it and I want to tell you about it. And so, you know, there's this buildup and then he tells her about it. He didn't tell us what it was either. I mean, he just said it was this big thing that he had kind of held back. And he said, she sat there and listened. And then she looked at him and she said, this is her response right after he said it. She said, sweetie, that is the sexiest thing you have ever said to me. And he looked at her and he was like, (laughs) what? And she said, just the way you were so honest with me and trusting me with this thing from your past. She's like, it's just the sexiest thing you could possibly say because it's just so intimate. And she said, I feel so close to you. And he said, he, he kind of paused for a moment. And he was like, well, gosh, I'm going to start thinking about what else I can, what else? Can what else do I you. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And I mean, I know we can kind of laugh at that, but truly guys in that moment, and as he shared this with us over Zoom, I could see it in his face. It was a big moment for him. It was scary. Yeah. Yeah. It was awkward at first, but there was such relief on the other side of that. And the relief was experienced because she was willing to listen not make assumptions, not not interrupt him. You know, she listened. And then she felt such closeness to him because of that. And you guys, that's what sex is really all about. It's about intimacy. It's about close closeness and connectedness. And it really, again, it starts through that honesty and that trust that we have with one another. And so, you know, if you feel like, man, sex just isn't what I thought it would be, maybe start there. Start thinking about, well, what am I holding back? Because God wants it to be full-on nakedness, emotionally, spiritually, uh, physically. And so if we're holding back something, then then start there. Man, that's good. That is so good. All right. Yeah, for more on that, guys, check out the Counterfeit Climax book. We share a lot more in there. We do. But now it's time for Q&A. Thank Woo-hoo. you so much for those who send in questions. Today's question sent to nakedmarriagepodcast.com, says this, I'm a wife and stay-at-home mama of four boys, five and under. I'm struggling with my husband not helping with any household chores. Mm. And when something is not done, he finds it unacceptable. What advice do you have in getting him engaged at home? 
Great question. And, you know, first off, Mama Four Boys, just like Ashley, you guys- Five and under. Boys. Yeah, Ooh. but five and under, that Man. is next level. So yes, it is. First off, just a lot of prayers and grace uh, to you because this is the most stressful season of your entire life, most likely. Yeah. The exhaustion, the physical exhaustion, the emotional exhaustion, it's not going to get harder than it is right now. Right. Um, and so just hang on because th- I know it's it's intense, um, but you're, you're going to get through this. But um, this season could be a lot better, a lot more sustainable if your husband would pitch in and help out more. And maybe he, in his mind, has kind of created this this, I don't know, this di- division of responsibilities where it's kind of this old school traditional mindset where he's like, well, I'm going to do all, all this work outside the home, but you're going to do all the work inside the home. And that's just how we divide it up. But that's that's not really being partners. No. Partners is saying like, what's the need right now? And the needs are always changing. And how can we serve each other to help meet those needs as as partners in it? And so I'm sure he's working hard too, but he needs... He needs to see that you need his support, partnership, and connection, not only to, you know, to do the chores, but just to be, to to be there as an encourager, not not a critic. It sounds like he's being critical of things that are being left undone. Um, and I would just encourage him, man to man, husband to husband. That like right now, man, your your biggest responsibility, what your wife needs most from you, isn't just a paycheck you bring home. She needs your support. She needs your tenderness. She needs your compassion. She needs your encouragement. And if you're adding criticism on top of all the other pressure she's feeling um, to try to keep track of these four precious kids of yours that she has gladly brought into the world, then you're making her load heavier and not lighter. And you need to serve her by trying to lighten her load and saying, what can I do to support and help help you? And to have just really honest, tender conversations about that without trying to get defensive over who's doing what or who's doing more, because that never ends well. But just just say, what can we do to make it better for both of us right now? Um, I think I would start there. Absolutely. And I would say this, I would try, sometimes people, you know, it's really hard for us to see how things are unless we either experience it or someone puts it in a way that, that kind of, it gives it teeth and it helps us be like, oh, you know, and have an epiphany, like, oh my gosh, I never saw it that way. You know, I don't know what kind of job your husband has or uh, maybe if he's over people, but, you know, kind of put it this way, say, listen, you know, we've got four young children. What if at work, they suddenly gave you like three more you know, jobs that you're going to have to have. And and then all of a sudden they were super critical about it, even though you're having more on your plate than ever before. Mm-hmm. And there was somebody judging you the whole time because you didn't do things just a certain way, even though you're getting it done, but you're not doing it that certain way. And no one was helping you. You know, how would that make you feel? Because, you know, I will tell you, I know both. I was a stay-at-home mom for many years and I've been a working mom outside the home. And I've had stuff in between. And man, having young children at home is like the hardest job. And until you've done it, you don't know. I mean, honestly, yeah, you just it, don't know. And it is, it is, and I'm not saying, you know, it's it can be hard all around, working in, outside, inside, whatever. So please don't misunderstand me. I think we all have struggles, but I think sometimes people look at stay-at-home moms and they think, man, must be nice. But you guys, it is so hard. It's the job that never ends. And it never ends, you, right. And it's beautiful. But kids, I'm like, this is harder than any job that I've ever <laughs> yes. had. And it's, it's beautiful, but it's hard. And so just support each other. Absolutely. And I just want to say this. I don't know if it's possible, but I would give your husband a chance, okay? A chance to experience what it's like. <laughs> yeah. Like maybe you can find a women's retreat. Let go on a day, go go for the day to a women's retreat. 
not only this isn't only just for your husband, but for you. Get it kind of fill you back up, give you some reprieve, you know, give you wind in your sails, so to speak. Have a little self care moment, and then let your husband see what it's like. Because I do think he'll be like, "Whoa, my mind is blown." It is really hard to to manage, you know, four boys, five and under, and keep the house looking good because they're all over the place and there's a lot of different tasks to be done. I think it would be really good for him. Now, if you presented it to him this way, like, I want to give you a dose of what I'm dealing with, he's not going to like that. <laughs> but just, you know, again, but I think... I really need this for me. So I, I need this for me, right. Wife and mother, which would help with all those things. But, exactly. And exactly. then all the way around, that's a win. That's, I think it would be a win. But I also think, again, I think tenderness... On his part, but also on your part in presenting this to him yeah. needs to happen. But I definitely would be talking to him about this because if you don't, there's going to be a lot of resentment on both your parts. You're both going to feel like the other is dropping the ball and not really filling the other's needs. And so conversations, it needs to continue to happen. It's not going to be a one-time conversation. This is going to be a monitor and adjust yes. frequently kind of conversation. But um, I also encourage you to pray about it. Again, it all comes back to prayer just to keep you know, to keep the, the line of communication open, but to also keep your heart and your mind in the right place. Man, that's good. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for leaving reviews. Thank you for sharing this podcast. Like text text this to somebody, your spouse first and foremost, but you know, post it online. Say, hey, this this was uh, encouraging to me. Maybe this would encourage you too. Yes. And when you do that, you really partner with us in helping spread these important conversations. We love and appreciate you guys so much. So much. So m- I don't yeah, know what accent Yeah, my accents are all over the place this morning. <laughs> Not had enough coffee, I guess. But thank you again for tuning in. We'll see you next time. Bye, guys. Bye.